You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 266. In this episode, find out how to get free fitness stuff. Learn ways to increase the intensity and challenge yourself at home when training with limited equipment. Find out if chromium and carbs are a good match for you. And are your habits helping or hurting you and how to create new ones to support your fitness goals. So I'm finally at the point where I can set a specific day to do these podcasts regularly, and that's really been a challenge for the last many, many years. So I want to focus on getting um, my podcast back so it's more viewable on iTunes. It used to always be at the top, but since I kind of fell away from doing them consistently, it's kind of fallen out of that top spot there. So I'm hoping you can help me with that. And I'll tell you more about that at the end of this podcast. And also at the end, I'm going to tell you how to get some really cool free stuff that I know you're really going to like. So stay tuned for that too. If you're on the email list, you probably got an email from me asking you whether you were interested in live stream workouts or the recorded ones. And the overwhelming response actually was recorded because nobody has time to really do a live stream, um, but I'm going to do them anyway because I have uh, some other people here near me that want to do them. So I will be posting that on the Fit Girl podcast website and sending an email to those of you that are on my list. So if you are not already on that list, go to the Fit Girl podcast site and sign up right at the very top and then that way you'll know. And even if you can't do the live stream, it will stay up on the YouTube channel so that you can do it at your convenience. My goal is to do it once a week, a live stream workout. I haven't exactly picked the date because my schedule is a little crazy right now, but uh, I will be letting you know when it's going to happen and hopefully getting a good date that works for people that like to do the live stream workouts. So let's dive into training first because it's probably the largest section of this podcast right now. And with COVID and everything that's been going on, a lot of people have been training at home. And now that gyms are reopened and people are going back, people are still training at home. Um, sometimes you find that it's just a little more convenient um, if you can set aside a time or a place or some quiet area and do it. Sometimes you find that it's completely impossible, especially if you have you know kids or pets that need attention. Um, you can't get that set half hour or even hour time to complete an entire workout. So whether you work out at home or whether you work out at the gym, these are all techniques that you can use that will help you get a better workout in less time and also keep you motivated because there's different things to do. And well, that just keeps your mind kind of excited about trying the next challenge. So we're going to dive into these. The first one is tempo. And I think that's one that people have a lot of issues with. First of all, most of the time I see people train, it's too fast. Their tempo is way too fast and they're really not challenging the muscle. So no matter what you do, first of all, you should be doing a steady motion up and down for each time you do a repetition or lift a weight or whatever. There are certain exercises that you're going to be doing explosively or with a different tempo format, but all in all, the first thing would be slow down your tempo on the positive and the negative. But there's actually four different places you can change your tempo and that's going to affect how your muscle reacts, how you feel about the workout, and it also will affect the weight that you use. So keep in mind that when you try some of these different tempos, you start with a lighter weight. 
You can always use that lightweight as a warm-up set. So with dealing in tempo, you've got the lifting portion, you've got the pause at the top, you've got the lowering portion, and you've got a pause at the bottom. And again, if you're going too fast, you don't get half of that. So those are the four different areas in your exercise that you can actually alter the tempo, meaning you can lift that weight taking four seconds, you can pause at the top for two seconds, you can lower for four seconds or even two seconds, pause at the bottom, and then repeat. So whatever tempo you choose, you do want to keep it the same for each repetition. And remember that when you are holding at the top, that pause at the top is not a relaxed pause. That is your peak muscle contraction and that is when you're going to hold it very tightly. I mean your muscle, not the barbell, which a lot of times people will squeeze the dumbbell too hard and that's not working the muscle. So focus on the right muscle, the one that you're using. And then of course the bottom tempo, that pause at the bottom, same thing. It's not a relaxation pause. You're not completely lax in the joints. You're actually keeping a little bit of a bend in whatever muscle you're working and keeping it activated. So for example, a bicep curl, you could curl up slowly, let's say in a four count. You can squeeze that bicep at the top for two, lower on a three or four count, maybe just keep it easy that way. And then at the bottom, before your arm gets fully extended, you leave it bent and you hold that muscular tension there. And then you slowly come up again. Now there's infinite numbers of ways to have tempo. And like I said before, some exercises and muscle groups respond better with, with explosive ones, but that doesn't mean that you can't do longer, more endurance-oriented tempos. And again, any one of those four areas can have a different tempo. And when you start using that method, you're going to find it's a lot different, especially if you're using, let's say, higher tempos, meaning four seconds, six seconds. And sure, yeah, you could do 10 seconds. Not sure that I'd want to do that, but you can do whatever configuration you want. And of course, it works for dumbbells, barbells, bodyweight exercises, machines, whatever you want. Uh, so try them out. Try some different tempos and see how you feel, because you might be surprised at the time under tension that accumulates when you're doing longer repetitions, and it might just change everything you think about how you're doing your exercises. Now the second thing you can do is use supersets. And this is a great time saver. Plus you're also keeping your body warm for longer and that's gonna help you get a little more flexible. So when you're stretching between sets, those muscles will warm and they'll be a little more pliable. And the other thing is that a lot of times with supersets, you do antagonistic muscles, bicep and tricep, chest and back. And that area is already warm from doing the first exercise. So it makes it more conducive on the second exercise. And of course, as one is being worked and contracted like bicep, your tricep is being stretched so that when you go and work the tricep, now your bicep's getting stretched, so you kind of kill two birds with one stone there. But it doesn't mean that you have to do antagonistic muscles. You can superset anything you want. You can do a lower body exercise and then an upper body exercise. You can do, I don't know, whatever you want. Chest exercise, biceps exercise. I mean, some things are going to affect your strength, but if you're going for uh, fitness and health and maybe even just losing weight, it doesn't really matter which muscle groups you put together. Now, if you're doing a, a powerlifting or some other sport training, it's a little bit different, but 
at this point, if we're all kind of working out for fitness to get in shape and to look good and to feel good and to have our muscles stay nice and healthy, then just pick any two exercises. But personally, I do find it a little bit, I don't know, easier, better, more comfortable to do antagonistic muscles or to do the upper body lower body kind of gives your upper body a little bit break while your lower body's working but the positive point there is that you're always working the abdominals and the core so that's another factor you could do core and some exercises like hold a plank and then get up and do some other exercise um, again infinite numbers of ways that you can do this and the great thing is that with supersets if you're going for strength then you're you will take some time to rest in between the actual exercises. Um, if you're not going for strength and you're going for fitness, then you don't rest at all. You literally go from one exercise, as soon as you finish it, you go right into the other one. There is no rest, and not only is that gonna speed up your workouts, it's also gonna keep your metabolism going a little bit longer, help you burn a few more calories, and just keep you focused better rather than just kind of sitting there looking around looking at the phone or whatever you just you don't stop you just go from one to the next to the next and that way you're more efficient with your workout and most of the time it's going to be a lot faster now i understand if you're in the gym you might not be able to superset the exercises you want to because somebody might jump in on it so you know don't stress yourself if you're trying to do it and there's machines that are popular or just find other versions of the same exercises or just realize that hey that's not a body part i can superset because that's a, a popular machine if you only have one leg curl in the the gym um, but again with body weight exercises and dumbbells there should be an easy way to fit in that type of workout and of course especially at home the other thing is to keep in mind that it doesn't have to actually be weight training exercises. You can do plyometrics, you can do jogging, you can do just anything that's cardiovascular in between a weight training exercise. I mean, so some of the things that they use for the high intensity training, um, we use it in the Metcon training too. You'll alternate maybe an upper body exercise with some sort of sprint type, cardio type, and then a lower body, and then back to some sort of cardio type thing. Because the sprinting type exercise is going to really stimulate your metabolism. It's something that you cannot do for 30 seconds. So, you know, a 10 second sprint, uh, whether it's jumping jacks or high knees or butt kicks, something to mix it up is still going to count as a superset. And it's just, again, going to change things up get you out of a rut, maybe get you out over a plateau. Um, either way, it's just going to make it a little more exciting uh, for your subconscious mind to go to the gym and do a different type of workout. And although there are a lot of other ways to mix these things up, I'm going to go over one more, and that is the angle of what you're doing. So whether you go from a flat bench to an incline or decline bench, or maybe you go from a bench to a stability ball, or maybe you only have a stability ball at home, with that you can make an incline by dropping your butt towards the floor and leaning back a little bit. When you change the angle, you're also emphasizing a little bit of a different area of the muscle. Now you can't completely isolate the upper chest and the lower chest like people want to think because it's all working together, but you will definitely be prioritizing or maybe using more of certain muscles like the upper chest, which includes the shoulders, the front of the shoulders. That's why incline chest press is not something you'd want to do with a lot of shoulder work 
because you're going to be hitting your shoulder at the same time. But keep in mind that inclines, declines, stability balls, um, these are all great ways to change the way your muscles are going to feel and the way they're going to work when you're lifting. And some of the easy ones to use for this would be bicep curls. You can do them on an incline. Um, and same thing with the stability ball. You can do triceps, chest work. Um, back work is actually pretty easy because you can change the angle. If you're at home using bands, you can change how far you lean back or if you're straight up or if you're doing a bent over a row. Uh, there's a lot of different things that can be done. You just kind of have to think outside the box and say, okay, this little change of angle is going to make a difference in how your muscles feel because it's not the exact same thing that they're used to doing. Now, you might not want to mix it up every single workout because you do need to let your body adapt a little bit, maybe two or three workouts in a row and then change the angle again and take it one step further. Change the angle, use some supersets and alter the tempo for the next three workouts that you do in each exercise. Well, you don't have to do it for each exercise. You can if you want to, but you might want to just take maybe your primary first two exercises and then the other ones be regular sets or whatever. So don't feel like just because you're doing a tempo workout that every single repetition of every single exercise has to be done in a tempo fashion. Uh, same thing with the supersets or the changing of the angles. These are just all different ways to make a little bit of a difference in that workout and that way stimulate your mind, stimulate your muscles and keep you on track. Do you crave carbs? Well, we've touched about this on some past episodes and a lot of times it's basically your body telling you that you're missing some major nutrients. So the first thing would be to take a look at your daily intake and make sure that you're having balanced meals, getting your numbers down for your protein and your carbs, your fats, combining all of them because a lot of times that is what your body's doing. It's telling you it's missing something and you just need to stop and look and see what it is. And a lot of times that just fixes everything. Now, sometimes cravings are actually a distraction to something else that's bothering you. And while you're focusing on satisfying that craving, your mind is temporarily taking a break from dealing with what's really stressing you out. That's why we tend to have cravings and things when we're stressed. You're trying to distract. Now there are a slew of supplements that can help you with cravings, but you need to remember that supplements are just that. They are supplemental to your regular nutrition. So if you consistently have cravings, you might need to take a better look at your nutrition because you're definitely missing some major nutrients or your food intake is not balanced. So if it is already balanced and you know that's not the issue, then Let's take a look at some common supplements that can help you with cravings. We're going to actually go over three of them today. There's obviously a lot more, but this is how I had to narrow it down, at least for today. Some of these you might already take or use or incorporate into your routine or they're included in some of the drinks that you use. So today I'm just going to go over one particular supplement and that is chromium. And maybe in a future episode, I will go over some more of the supplements because there are so many to choose from. 
Now, as with most supplements, since they might already be in some of your multivitamins and such, you definitely want to check with your doctor before trying anything new, especially if you have uh, certain medications that you're on, because some of them can conflict with or mix not so well with certain medications. So again, check with your doctor before you start anything new. Now, multivitamins do contain a variety of nutrients, but they don't always have the right amount or even the highest quality needed to control some people's carb cravings, and that's why you need the extra help. So beginning with chromium, I know actually it helped me a lot with my blood sugar levels a long time ago. Um, so I know it's something that's very beneficial depending on your situation. Um, I do have a little side note. We had uh, a friend of ours who owned an Italian restaurant, you know, really just thick Italian accent, all that kind of stuff. So he was asking us about cravings and chromium supplements, and uh, he called it chromium picolante, which it's chromium picolinate, but I guess you could say chromium picolante, and that's what I think of every time I hear the word chromium. So hopefully you'll have a giggle with that too. When you have low chromium levels, you actually have an increase in your blood sugar and in triglycerides and cholesterol levels. And all of those give you an increase for a number of conditions such as diabetes and heart disease. So just because something's high doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. And we need to be able to control the blood sugar levels. We want them to have uh, nice stability throughout the day. We don't want those peaks and valleys. And that's why a lot of times you'll have some sugary stuff and maybe you're awake and then you crash, you fall asleep. Your blood sugar drops. Your body needs that to function. Your brain needs it to function too. So it's very important. Now, Chromium is one of those minerals that plays a role in how insulin helps to helps your body to regulate blood sugar levels. And insulin's actually a hormone and your body uses it to change sugar and starches and other food into energy for your daily activities. So obviously if it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, um, you're not going to have any energy, you're going to feel terrible, and there's going to be a lot of bad effects that can come from all of that. And some of those effects can be weight gain or inability to lose weight. Um, this is probably why chromium is one of the top things when you're talking about health. It's probably the first thing you kind of want to look at because there's so many different things in, in your health that it can adversely affect if it's not at the right level. Now, when we think of insulin, we often think about diabetic people. And people with diabetes either don't make enough insulin or can't properly use the insulin that their bodies make. And that's why it can be really dangerous if you keep struggling with your blood sugar levels because you can become diabetic because your body just doesn't know how to use it. Uh, what ends up happening is the glucose or the sugar actually builds up in your bloodstream. And again, that can have detrimental effects not only on your body but also on your heart. And despite all the COVID deaths we've had, the number one killer is still heart disease. So it's something to really take seriously as far as your entire health. And not only just from that standpoint, but from the fact of your energy levels. And if you feel terrible all the time, or you're craving things, or you're just kind of foggy, I mean, there could be a lot of different things going on. But one of the first things to do is to look at stabilizing your blood sugar levels. So chromium is obviously going to help, but also eating regularly throughout the day and eating the right combinations of food. So it always comes back to knowing what is your daily 
intake of food. Is it the right ratios? Is it healthy foods? Are you eating at regular intervals? Um, there's so much to be said for your daily nutrition that other things just can't make up for. So, I mean, you can't just have one meal a day and then think chromium is going to help you with your energy. It's just not going to work that way. And I know I've worked with a lot of people who start out by telling me, oh yeah, I eat fine, I eat great, I eat healthy. And then when we actually get down to it, they're really not, not even close. And that takes some time to write down, take like a couple of days to kind of get the full pattern because you'd be surprised when you start writing things down that your what you think is your pattern of eating really isn't. There really is no regular day unless you actually know what you're going to eat beforehand and have it planned out. Um, and yes, I offer programs like that at fitnessmakeover.com. If you're interested in getting your nutrition on track, you can uh, send me an email or you can sign up for one of the programs because you know what that just makes or breaks everything. I mean I think we all kind of know that getting in shape, losing weight is probably more 80% nutrition and 20% of your exercise. So if you're not getting that part right, not only are you not going to get the shape you want, but you're not going to have the, the energy or maybe the mental clearness that you might want too. Now the interesting thing in researching this, and you know I love my research, is that almost 90% of Americans have diets low in chromium. But uh, in actuality it's kind of rare to be truly deficient in chromium because it does come in so many different um, foods and ways to take it, take it in. But the people that are most likely to be deficient in chromium include the elderly, those who do a lot of strenuous exercise, those who eat a lot of sugary foods, and pregnant women. Now in my case I do train quite a few elderly people and I'm talking about people over the age of 80 and they do some strenuous exercise. Now maybe not as strenuous as they're talking about here in this study but it's kind of all relative. If you're working really hard then you're going to be depleting your body more and you're going to have to watch some of these things and check your nutrients. Make sure that you're not getting too low. So if all of a sudden you end up with some cravings that you never had before, then it could be from overtraining. Okay, so what are good sources of chromium besides supplements? Well, whole grain breads and cereals a little bit, lean meats, believe it or not, cheeses are actually on the higher side of chromium. And there's even some spices like uh, black pepper and thyme that can help with chromium like we had talked before about the uh, cinnamon helping with your blood sugar levels. Kind of a, a similar effect that chromium has. Now as with a lot of supplements, researchers, scientists, doctors don't really know what's safe and tolerable for the upper limits of it. And so again check with your doctor as far as what would be appropriate for you and of course nowadays there's different blood tests you can probably get to see what your levels are starting out as. Uh, but also be aware that just jumping into a random dosage is never a good idea because there could be side effects or interactions from medications that you take. It's always a good idea to do your own research and to talk to your own doctor before you jump into anything, especially if it's just something that somebody's just offhandedly recommending. Um, and that's kind of why I'm doing this so that you'll think about what this is and do maybe a little more research to see if this is something that may or may not help you and then have that discussion because you want to you know have your discussion with your doctor where you're educated on the topic because to be honest with you they're not educated on every single health and fitness topic out there and sometimes you might have to bring 
to the conversation, your own research to kind of help them understand where you're coming from and why you're talking about this and why you're even thinking about adding some supplements. Now that being said, most of the studies have found that doses in the range of 200 micrograms of chromium one to three times a day show some benefits, so that might be a good place to start. Now in terms of weight loss, chromium is often advertised for a weight loss supplement or as a weight loss supplement, and it, it is a way to help with weight loss in the sense of stabilizing your blood sugar levels and decreasing cravings, but it's not going to melt weight off of you. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at supplements. Have you ever noticed how many things you do based on habits and habits being something that you just automatically do, you don't even think about it? And if you wanted to get into the actual definition, habits are a ritual or the act of doing something in a concentrated and systematic manner over a period of time. That's a little deeper than we wanted to go because habits are just things you do over and over again without thinking. And they are choices that you make without thinking. And, and when you consider that, it's kind of dangerous to have habits, uh, especially when they can be constructive or destructive. So one of the first things to think about is what are your habits? Stop yourself next time you do something without thinking and say, hey, is this, this is a habit. Is this good? Bad? Is it going to get me closer to what my goal is? The reason why habits are so deep-rooted is because we keep repeating them over time, and it doesn't make a difference if they're good habits or bad habits. The repetition is what's going to make them stick with you. That's why we say practice makes it permanent because practicing something not perfectly is not going to make it perfect. So your bad habits will stay bad habits no matter how long you practice them because that's what they are. So in the beginning, once you recognize that you have a bad habit, or I say bad habit, I mean something that's really just not going to get you to your goal. And maybe one of those things is stopping to get a latte on your way home from work, and then you end up going home instead because you think, oh, I want to finish it or whatever. I mean, that's just a simple example of a habit that might throw you off track for working out. In the same respect, a habit could be going straight to the gym after work, and that way you don't have any excuses. So that's a positive habit. So again, either way, take a look at the things you do regularly and see if they're good, bad, need to be changed, altered, whatever. Because the first step is always recognizing what's going on. Now, the second part is a little bit more challenging because your mind is going to be reluctant to change. Your, your mind actually makes your body try to follow the path of least resistance. So even though we know that we're supposed to be doing something, deep down in that subconscious, it doesn't want to do anything. So it's that conflict that makes it more difficult because when you think about changing a habit, shouldn't be difficult, but it is because of that conflict in our subconscious mind. So giving yourself a little bit of time and patience is one thing, but also repetition. So as you begin to change these habits, you need to change the thought patterns because they go hand in hand. And you will feel that resistance and you will be uncomfortable with some of these new habits. But the best way to make the habit and stick with it is to use the I am statement. And that's something that we work on in the Strong and Powerful workshops. 
which are a lot about changing those habits and creating a new mindset to support yourself. So the I am statement is something that you're going to say to make your new habit. The I am statement is telling your subconscious mind that this is you. This is you right now. So it will also feel uncomfortable because if you, let's say, are always hitting the snooze button and you say, I am a person who wakes up right away when my alarm goes off, uh, your subconscious mind is going to say, no, you're not. Nope, you don't. You hit the snooze. But by yourself repeating over and over, I get up when the alarm goes off or I am someone that gets up when the alarm goes off, it's eventually going to take away that other subconscious thought that is conflicting with it because as you think it you will do it and we have to get deeper into that subconscious mind because that's where your habits are and getting them right to the forefront having that conflict and then sticking with it long enough to overcome that conflict and to reprogram your brain is what you have to do and when we say sticking with it or long enough it usually is 21 days to form a habit. So that is, and that's simply the general rule. Obviously, some habits are going to be easier or more challenging, depending on how much you're changing the current habit. And writing things down is one of those things that makes a huge difference. Yes, you can say it every day, but the actual act of writing does make a difference in how your brain perceives what you're telling it. In the Strong and Powerful podcast, we'll go over into more details and examples on how to do this, but for right now, creating your new habits to support your goals would be as simple as saying, I am healthy. I eat healthy foods. I enjoy my workouts. I work out because I want to. Things like this that are in the positive present tense, not the future tense. You need to tell yourself that this is you right now. That's how you change that improper programming that has sunk into your subconscious mind. So take maybe one or two habits that seem to be holding you back from achieving what you want with your fitness or any other area of your life and make that I am statement. Make other statements that will support what you want and support your goals. Keep repeating those every day. Write them every day and do it for 21 consecutive days and see what happens at the end. You'll probably have some great new habits that are going to support you and what you want most. Okay, time to find out about how to get free stuff. I have a goal that I want to get my podcast back up in the reviews to iTunes, so where it's back in the top 20 like it used to be. And I also want to get 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So what I'm going to do is give you some coupons for free stuff and huge, huge discounts at the apparel store. And this is perfect because it's a holiday season coming up and maybe you need a gift for somebody. And what better gift to give than a motivational tank top that's completely unique that they've never seen before. And even better is maybe you got 50% off or 75% off or maybe you got the whole thing for free. So here's how you can do that. If you go to the Fit Girl Guide podcast on iTunes and do a podcast review, just screenshot it, send it to me in an email, kira at fitgirlpodcast.com, and I'll send you a coupon for 75% off any one item 
at the Fitness Makeover apparel store. Now there's more than just apparel there. There's really cool coffee mugs and other things. I just can't remember everything, but there's a ton of different designs. The site itself has been totally re redesigned. So, you know, check it out. You're sure to find something either for yourself or someone else. Um, of course, shipping is not included, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so if you then go over to YouTube and you subscribe to the Get Fit TV channel, then send me a screenshot of that. I'll send you another coupon for 50% off your entire order. So maybe you find a nice sweatshirt, hoodie, They're, they tend to be a little more expensive and you use your 75% off coupon for that. But then you realize, hey, these are all gonna make really good Christmas gifts and I need to get more than just one. So you use the 50% off the entire order coupon and then you go over to the Fit Girl podcast website and subscribe to my email updates and guess what send you another 50 percent off any one item that you can use for the month of november and then here's the thing when you complete all three we'll call that the trifecta i will send you a coupon for a hundred percent off any item in that store in the fitness makeover apparel store so it's simple you get a lot you can get four coupons basically, 75% off an item, 50% off your entire order, 50% off another item, and then 100% off one item just for doing three simple things, a podcast review, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and subscribe to the email updates, and boom, there you go. All in time for the holiday season, what better way to give a unique gift and get it really cheap. I should say the good price. Anyways, uh, I have a lot of the tank tops myself. Some of the uh, pictures of my clients wearing them are on the Instagram website. And I think they're on the web main website. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, fitnessmakeover.com. You can just hit the apparel store at the top and it'll take you right there. A um, lot of different things. And again, I just think they're, they're fun. They're unique. They're um, different ways to kind of get motivated. The brands that are used for these shirts and sweatshirts and t-shirts and tank tops anyways they're uh, regular brands that you'd find in the store they're actually ones that we use a lot around here a lot of the stores around here have different promotional tank tops and they're actually the ones i use all the time when i work out and so do a, a bunch of my friends and people at the gym so it's not like it's going to be some low quality thing i mean these are regular good quality items so bonus 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 all the way around now, just in case I overwhelmed you and you can't remember all the different coupons you can get for just the few couple of things that you need to do, I'm going to put all that information, of course, in the show notes. And then that way you can go and kind of see what you need to do, see how easy it is. And bing, bam, boom, everybody's happy. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.